So it's like one of these deals where, like, if you're a football fan and you're getting ready for the Super Bowl, this year's Super Bowl, it's the L.A. Rams versus the New England Patriots, and you're kind of tired of the Patriots always being in the deal, if you're like me. And a lot of people, unless you're from the New England area or a Patriot fan, my point in saying this is sometimes you get sick and tired of the same people winning. Now, that's pro football, and that's what they call a shoot. Where in WWE land, it's not a shoot So welcome to the show, this is Taz And thank you for downloading this episode This is your Royal Rumble Reaction Show uh, 2019 Jobbers uh, And thanks for downloading the show at Radio.com Or on Apple Podcasts So what am I getting at talking about the NFL? Well, you know That's kind of how I felt watching the main event of the Royal Rumble Uh, You know, so if you didn't know, Seth Rollins was the winner of the 30-man Royal Rumble match And listen, I've always been a fan of Seth Rollins, as you guys know That listened to my content for a long time I was a fan of his when when he was Tyler Black You know, watching this guy come up, paying his dues and busting his ass And being so talented, and he's an amazing worker, and he still is So my negative negativity on him winning is not an attack on him um, I don't feel I do feel I should say That you, you, you should have went With some of these guys that are on a on the come up that are in the build And now you know I, yeah am I a little ticked off That my uh, my prediction was Wrong I, I thought it would be um, You know I, I, I Thought it would be uh, uh, Hold on a second I'm having a problem my gimmick Name is Fern and Flo here here you go I thought it would be a Drew, uh, Drew McIntyre and it wasn't Um <clears throat> You know, I, I, I look, okay, a couple things. Look, it, it's, did I like the Royal Rumble? Yes, I did. I mean, the event. I did like the show. I did. I thought it was a very good show. So if you didn't see it, I would suggest seeing it. It's definitely, there's a lot of good matches. That, you know, a lot of the connectivity with the stories are fine. Um, there is, um, um, there's no problem with that. I have no problem with any of that at all. I mean, I, I thought the show was good. So I'm not going to sit here and rip the Royal Rumble. There are a couple of things I didn't like. And one of them is that main event, like that, that him winning or Seth winning that, uh, that matchup. I don't think that should have happened. And also in that matchup, <laughs> um, well, if we're, well, if we're keeping it real, I, I definitely did not like Nia Jax being involved with that with that match in any way, shape, or form. That that thirty man Royal Rumble match, I did not like that at all. I did not, and I'll get into details on that in a little bit. Um, but the final four is another thing I didn't like. <laughs> I guess there's a few things I didn't like. The final four in the male match, I didn't like. I, I liked that Andrade was there. I liked that he was there. Okay, I didn't like that uh, Ziggler was there, and I didn't. I, and I had no problem with Rollins being in there, and even even uh, Braun. And again, it's not a shot at Ziggler. I think people thought he was leaving the company. That's why they put him in there to shock people that he stayed that long. Um, 
I would have liked to see Drew McIntyre in one of those final three or four spots. Again, no diss on Ziggler. I like Ziggler. But I understand the storyline with him and Ziggler, and that's why he eliminated Ziggler. That's fine. But I I, I would have I think those are important spots. That final four is important. And 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 Braun obviously was the guy who went in there to fill in. Well, not fill in, he took the spot uh for John Cena because John Cena was a late scratch, which is a whole nother thing, which is just you know, they announced it. You know, uh, earlier in the day, I believe it was, and that you know that um, that uh, he wasn't going to be in the show at the show, John Cena, because of an ankle gimmick. You know, and I know somebody was saying to me on Twitter, you know, like, oh no, because I said that on Taz and the Moose on on CBS Sports Radio, and somebody on Twitter was like, well, no, I saw, I read it, whatever. I'm paraphrasing what the guy said, but I read it in the dirt sheets that he wasn't going to be there. Look, I, I don't care about the dirt sheets, guys. I, I don't give a shit about dirt sheets. You can. That's your prerogative. I don't give a shit about it. Okay, what I care about is if I see a company on their social media site is promoting a talent, okay, no problem. I'm going to be a mark and I'm going to buy in because that's what you're selling. The, the, the pro- Your product you're selling, you're selling he or she is going to be at the event. And on Friday, even on their website, they had John Cena advertised for the show. Okay, so I, I you know, he's a late scratch. Okay. Great. I don't care what the dirt she said two days ago, four days ago, 15 fucking days ago. It doesn't mean nothing to me. And frankly, it shouldn't mean nothing to you. What should matter to you as far as when this, this type of situation is, what is the company putting out? Who are they advertising for the event? That's my point. Now, you're getting a lot of bang for your buck. So I'm not sitting here saying WWE false advertise. I'm not even I'm not even insinuating that. I'm not even in and in any way, shape, or form, because they're giving you a lot of bang for your buck with this 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 subscription shit, with the ninety nine dollars or uh, whatever it is, ten dollars. I should say nine dollars ninety nine cents per month for their network. And this Royal Rumble, you got a lot of matches and a lot of good matches and a lot of talent. So Cena wasn't there. No harm, no foul. I don't think it hurts the event any way, shape, or form. He wasn't advertised. Um, it's not like he was. Um, you know, going against uh, Daniel Bryan, you know, for the WWE title. You know, it's not like he was going against Brock in the Universal Title one-on-one match. It's a Raw Rumble, so I have no problem with that. that. So I'm not throwing a major yellow flag on it. It's kind of like a canary yellow, not an athletic gold yellow. Getting deep into the color, the Pantone fucking color chart. <laughs> so okay, so the Final Four, I, I I like that Andrade was in there again. I'm cool with with fucking Seth being in there. I didn't think Seth should have won. I'm on the fence about Braun being in the Final Four. Um. I, I would have liked to see Alistair Black in there instead of a Ziggler. Or, you know, maybe McIntyre is a Final Four guy. Okay, I, I, that though, that type of thing to me, I just think those guys need that. They needed that. Ziggler is a made guy. He's a, he's a mega star of the company. He's over. He's been over for a lot of years. You know, he really has been. But but let, let instead of Zig being in there, you know, let, let Pete Dunne be in there. Let him be in that fourth spot. You know, shock the world. Let him let him fucking chill and hang in that spot. Let Elias, you know, be in that spot. I know he was the first one out there. And by the way, I did like the little piece of business he did with my man Jeff Jarrett. I thought that was funny. I thought it was good shit. Um, I did. I liked that whole thing. That first opening of the male match with, with Elias and Jeff Jarrett, I thought was very cool. I did like that. Um But what I'm saying is in that final four spot, you know, you know. You, know, you have Mustafa Ali, who they pushed really well in this, and I, I thought they did a good job on that. They did. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure, if memory serves me, that Nia Jax was what eliminated him. I'm pretty sure on that. That's neither here or there, because I'm going to get to the Nia Jax thing in a second. <clears throat> but 
Alistair Black, let him have the Ziggler spot. Let Pete Dunne have the Ziggler spot. Something like that. Samoa Joe, fuck it, in that fourth spot. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, someone that I just feel, uh, or, or, or Mustafa Ali. You know, I like that they had Andrade there. That was good. That's good for him. That was a good move. That was a very good move. You could have had one. I said this on Friday's podcast, guys, that I dropped. You could have had one more. You could have had, you know, you know, you could have had uh, Andrade. You could have had, uh, you know, Alistair Black. You could have had Seth Rollins and Braun. Fine. Fine. Give me two of the guys that are newer. Give me two of the guys. Change, let's change the page a little bit. That's why I mentioned the New England Patriots thing. And it's, it's Seth Rollins is the New England Patriots. You know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and, and I mean, like, as far as the push he's had. So I, I don't, you know, I understand what that's, you know, they're going to, you know, go with him at, at, at Mania. And he's, you know, obviously going to pick whatever champion he wants. So, uh, you know, it's going to be Lesnar and all this shit. But, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, liked, I liked the match. I liked some of the surprises. That's fine. Some of the eliminations in the male and female Royal Rumble match, I wasn't crazy about. I thought that. Some of the way the booking was on the eliminations were a little anticlimactic, like there wasn't enough of a, a build on some of them. Um, you know, I mean, okay, you shocked everybody. Bobby Lashley just getting fucking eliminated in like two seconds. You know, like, you know, he went for something and and uh, which is face ducked and he went over the top rope. Did Bobby and he's out. And then he got pissed and put Seth through the table. Okay, so you had him get his heat back. Got that. Like that. That's fine. Um, so that's why I'm not going to throw a, a, a bright yellow flag on that one either. Um, but now as I was delving into the Nia Jax comment, okay, so here's the thing, right? So if you didn't see it, basically long and short of it, what happened was this, as the 30th, um, the 30th person who, who got that spot was, uh, was all truth, right? So all truth comes out and he starts rapping, uh, right by the entrance way, um, which was, they were at uh, uh, Chase Field there where the Diamondbacks play in Arizona and Phoenix. And it looked like that their entranceway was actually one, one side of the dugout on, at the stadium. And they just put a bunch of LED boards in the dugout. It looked pretty cool. Um, and then they had some kind of a CGI-type gimmick uh, whenever somebody would come out above them, their logo or whatever fucking monstrosity look they had. And it was a CGI thing. So if you're in the building... You don't see that shit. That's just for us watching online or on TV. But um, so when Jack, I'm sorry, when uh, All Truth comes out, Nia Jax attacks him from behind and basically takes his spot, you know, takes his spot in the rumble. Now, that's the first problem. Okay, that's the first problem because I'm a little fucking confused. What, how is she officially in this fucking match? Like, how, how does that happen? How does that fucking happen? Unless I missed something, and I didn't have the commentary on loud. So maybe I missed something, but I know when she was in the ring and doing stuff with Rey Mysterio and, and, and Randy Orton and shit like that, uh, and Mustafa Ali, the, the announcers, I could have sworn I heard Cole questioning, is she in this match? Is it, like, you know what I mean? Like, which is the right thing for the announced talent to do? All 20 of them that were sitting there. They had Lola there, they had, they had JBL there, they had Corey Graves, they had Michael Cole there. So, I heard some questioning of why she was there And is she allowed in the match Yada yada the, My biggest problem with that Is the, the lack of fucking consistency The lack of consistency That in the women's match The Raw Rumble match When Becky Lynch came out She was there With 
pleading with Fit Finley to let her in the match. Who, who's, who, you know, he, she was pleading, which is the right way to do it. And then Fit, Fit Finley did the right thing and took his time looking around, looking at the crowds. Like, ah, I can't let you in. I can't let you in. No, nah, no, nah, come on, let me in. I'm begging. I'm begging. Ba, 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 ba. He's like, no, nah, no, nah, I can't let you in. And then he goes, all right, fuck it. Yeah, go get in. You know, and then place pops. That's the right way to do it. They did it the right way earlier in the night in a women's match. <laughs> they did. But then <clears throat> in the male match, so Nia Jax is allowed to just jump right in, jump on truth, go in a match, and you know, beat all these guys up. She's allowed to do that. But Becky Lynch, who took Lana's spot, because Lana came out selling hurt with a knee and all this stuff, a leg or ankle, I think it was. And the agents and the refs were checking on Lana, and that's where the pleading happened, where Becky was saying to, you know, Fit, let me get in this match. Let me take this, let me take Lana's spot. Um, all this year, I think it was the 27, no, 28 spot, I think it was. So let me take this spot, let me take this spot. And then, like I said, Fit let her do it. But then if you fast forward to the fucking male match, no, Nia Jax just comes right in. Come on. That's 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 just horrible lack of consistency, like times ten. It's bad. That's bad. That's bad. That's insulting to the audience. These comments will keep me out of WWE Hall of Fame. So, uh, as usual. So, what else is new? So, um, okay. Now, sticking on the topic of Nia Jax. So here's the deal. Okay. <laughs> Now, a lot of you guys that have listened to my content and watched the Taz show, and it was daily, and I have live streaming video back a few years ago, or even during podcast here in in this the way the Taz show is done now in podcast form, right? Um, you guys will not be shocked to hear me say because you've heard me say I I am not a fan of intergender wrestling, uh, women and men fighting in you know uh, in a fiction form and pro wrestling form I just don't feel it just doesn't Never worked for me never thought It was good to do And especially in this day and age I really don't think it's Good now I've had some great Women champions and wrestlers On my show interviewed them Talk with them you know and talked About this like the great Gail Kim And and like Veda Scott You know uh, where Veda Scott has Done a lot of the intergender wrestling And there's a lot of Awesome female talent that that does do that on either the independent circuit or what have you. Now, again, for those that don't know, the difference between a mixed, let's say it's a tag match, a mixed tag match where a guy and a girl is a partner against another guy and another girl. So guy girl versus guy girl in a mixed tag match. That basically means the only physicality is allowed amongst the same sex. So guys and guys can fight, but guys can't fight the girls. And girls and girls can fight, but you know, so that's that's what a mixed tag match is. An intergender match. Now, years ago in WWE, I, when I was a commentator, there was some times where we'd have an intergender match, where it was male and, and female getting physical and fighting. You know, wrestling. We haven't seen this in a long time, and I mean, if it happened, I don't remember the last time where we saw a man, a male, do something to a female physically in a WWE ring, on TV or what have you. Now, we saw it at the Royal Rumble in the Royal Rumble match. We saw a lot of shit. We saw Rey Mysterio give a 619 to Nia Jax. We saw an RKO to Nia Jax. We saw Randy and, and Ray throw Nia Jax out. Obviously, it's all booked. This is the way it was booked. These guys, Randy and Ray, they're doing their job. So, you know, 
we, we saw Nia Jax get very physical with all the guys in the match and bump guys around. There's a couple things. The big difference is why WWE did this on pay-per-view is because it's not on TV. So I am super strongly assuming with their TV contracts, no matter if it's Raw or SmackDown, they are not going to. They're not allowed, probably. They don't want to. It really can affect advertising. Um, that's one of the main reasons why you won't see it on TV. I know in my years in TNA, um, when I was in production meetings and agent meetings, and this would come up, and I was one of the guys that was like, yo, we can't have a guy bumping around a girl. And then the network was in there at that time, and then they would call New York while we were down in Florida to triple check. And they're like, yeah, we, you can't, you know, they don't want it. You know, they have to get permission a lot of times. Um, and that was several years ago. Listen, I was very surprised WWE did this. Like, I'm still very surprised. And I know that a lot of you guys are probably surprised. Um, it was surprising to me that they did this level of physicality with Nia Jax. I know she's a heel and she's big, nasty heel. I got it. But I was really, really, really surprised at what they did and that she got eliminated in a match that she wasn't really even in. Uh, but she got that, 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 you know, she got bumped around and got, and got, you know, got, once she got done getting her heat, you know, she got bumped around. Um, I think there was a, I could have sworn Ziggler might have even gave her a super kick. I, I don't remember. I think he did. Uh, so, you know, now, for those that are wondering, just to peel back the curtain a little bit, okay? If you're going to do something physical with a female in the ring, it's the same. Th- you work the same way. It's, it's, you know, that's just the way it is. Like, there's no, let me go easier on her. Let me do that, you know, because it's a woman. It's not like that. It's, you work the same way. You don't try to hurt. Now, especially that Nia is a big, strong woman, um, I would assume that's definitely how it is. You just, you know, it's just the way it is. I mean, um, I'm. I don't like it. I don't agree with it. But you know, if you're gonna, I've never wrestled a woman, so you know, I can't sit here and say that I have experience in that. But I've commentated on enough matches and talked to enough female wrestlers and male wrestlers about this while I was a commentator during my years, and even years ago in ECW when I saw like some of the most intense bumps I've ever seen a female take was the great Francine from ECW, who's been a guest on my show and she's awesome give her a follow on twitter twitter she's very interactive with you guys the fans but francine i you know i you're, you know and there's a lot of chicks that have taken really nasty bumps in the business i'm not saying there isn't but i'm just telling you that it jumps out to me like what i've seen francine take in the ring um one of the most violent things i've ever seen was total elimination by the eliminators on francine and he said up it was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Hold on, I'm getting caught in mouth. I don't know what that means. Time out. Water break. Oh, jeez. Too much talking. Talking on the radio for three hours. Well, really, like two hours and 40 minutes. Moose takes up more of the time. He talks a lot. Um, all right, that feels better. Might be another water break later, but that total elimination I saw that in person by the eliminators to Francine was like one of the most violent things, and she was fucking triple tough, Francine, and was fine. 
I mean, um, those guys were not reckless either. They looked reckless, but they weren't. Those guys were pros, Perry and, and uh, Cronus. But but regardless, um, I, I I didn't like I did not like this. I did not like that that they had a woman getting bumped around by you know in the ring. I just didn't. I'm I I got to be honest. I'm really really surprised. I don't want to be redundant. I don't want to be repetitive. But it just I I have to keep saying out loud because I'm still surprised it happened. <laughs> I really am. Yo, I'm telling you, it was very surprising. <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, uh it, it, you know, as far as the actual Royal Rumble match, the men's match, the main event. Everybody did work hard. These, none of these guys dogged it for sure. No way, Jose did the entrance, conga line, all that stuff, and he was out in like record time too. That was like a quick, quick deal. Johnny Gargano had a really good showing. They pushed Johnny pretty good in this, and he got he got a lot of love in there. And he he you know he looked he had a good showing for sure. He's another guy. It would have been nice to see him as a Final Four guy. Imagine that, you know, something like that. That would have been cool. Would have been it would have been a lot less predictable if it was Andrade and him as the two newer guys on the come up. You know what I mean? Or like Alistair Black had a great showing at the actual in the actual Rumble. He did. You know, he wasn't a Final Four, but he did have a good showing. I I, I felt for sure. Um, uh, who else? I'm trying to think who else uh, had a good showing. There were several guys. It wasn't just them, but. Uh, Jinder Mahal was in and out quick When he came in he was super high end Super aggressive and intense Did some pretty intense stuff, intense stuff. He looked real crisp and then he got eliminated quick though So and Seth Rollins Earned this keep because he entered 10 So and he ended up winning the thing so he stayed in there for a long time uh, You know so You know I mean all in all I thought it was a good match a good Royal Rumble Match the male one I did I'm not knocking I just felt like I told you what I felt I gave you my my uh, dealio As far as um, in the ending, like some of the stuff that jumped out to me on that. Um, so what else? Where, where, where should I jump into, right? Because there's a lot more to talk about here about the Royal Rumbles. I know the Becky Lynch stuff I want to get into for sure. I want to get into that for sure. Uh, what else I want to get into? Oh, the, um, the a little bit about the real quick before I get into some of the other matches. The thing that jumped out to me too was the crowd initially, the audience, massive audience. I think it was now they ended up selling it out. Remember, I was saying the way they were doing their promos last week. Well, it ended up selling out. So, because I don't think it was sold out early in the week, and that's a big ass stadium right there. So, and there was, I think, I, I didn't write the number down. I think it was forty eight thousand and change. So that's a lot of. Let's just say fifty thousand for shits and giggles. So fifty thousand people in the first couple of matches, it didn't sound loud at all. But it's a huge stadium, so. I've wrestled in big stadiums, big buildings. Biggest indoor building I remember in the United States I've worked in was the Georgia Dome down in Atlanta. And, you know, it's sometimes it sounds like the people aren't reacting because there's so much echo and it's just so big that it doesn't it doesn't hone in the sound. So this is a stadium that's got 50, you know, 48, 50,000 people in it. And. I think as the show went on, it started. Maybe they maybe they had to change the levels of the audio of the input audio, and maybe maybe they didn't have the mic up the right way. I don't know. But initially, once the show started rolling, it didn't sound loud. Uh, but I did love the sound of that Becky Lynch music coming out first. I told you, right? So, and then almost to the hour and a half, I said an hour and a half later they'll do the Royal Rumble female match, and that's when it started. Now Becky came out about two hours after her match, but so and her music. I'm watching her argue with Fit Finley uh, while it's tended to Lana, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I'd be completely right, but we didn't hear her music. And as soon as Fit gave it a green light, boom, then her music played. I'm like, yes, all right, I'll take it. So, <laughs> yeah, I love tapping myself, patting myself on the back. Um, 
Anyway, so, you know, when they rocked and roll with that first match with Becky and Asuka, I thought they had a really, really good match. I like that towards the finish, both ladies were exchanging finishes, their own finishes on each other and whatnot, and using the other girl's finish. I was surprised, you know, that that Becky tapped. They they had Asuka win uh, with a nice choke into a bridge, uh, and Becky tapped. I said the other day, I don't think it's smart to have her tap, but they had a tap. And you know what? As I watched it, no harm, no foul. I think it's okay because she tapped quick, and and you live to fight another day when you get hooked in a hold or choke out situation. So I, I wish the announcers would have told that story, but I don't think they know how to tell that story, to be honest. But that's what you have to tell. When someone taps out on the quicker side, you you, you explain that. You explain why. There's your free fucking consultant advice or, or when any of you announcers that'll listen for WWE. You got to explain the shit. You got to explain why why she tapped out quicker or why a guy taps out quicker. Um. Becky, after she lost, she sat on the apron, okay, and she, and they had a, a handheld shot of Becky's face, and in the background, you saw Oscar celebrating her victory, okay, and they they kept the camera for a while on Becky. She sat there for a, a little while without moving, um, just like you can see, she was disappointed in herself. Her facial expressions were great. I would have liked it if she would have sold a little bit. She didn't. She didn't touch her own neck or act like, she, you know, nothing. And I'm surprised because Becky's usually a full-blown pro, but they might not have wanted her to. And, again, that's where the announcer could help because she tapped out so quick, you know, and it all ties in. But they didn't – and if the announcer said it, I didn't hear them say that she, why she tapped on the quicker side because I thought it was a little bit of a quicker tap out, which was smart by her and whoever booked this finish. Um, I wish she would have sold a little bit while she was sitting there, but that's me being a little picky. Uh, but I'll tell you this um, It's a good thing they were in Phoenix <laughs> Because if they were in one of the more And they were in a smaller building Than one of the more hotbed pro wrestling towns From a Chicago or New York Or a Philly type thing Or Boston or what have you Or down down in one of the Carolinas Or something like that Or Tampa You know Or in Texas you, you Like Dallas area Or something like that You would have got like People Somehow chanting some kind of a chance, some kind of a feel that they knew Becky was coming out later on. Like they would have been happy that Becky lost because she's going to come out in that women's Royal Rumble match and win. And I told you that was all going to happen. And I told you that some of that was predictable booking uh, as far as that they had her lose the match and come back later and win. And it happened. But they did it good. I thought they did it right. I did. I really like the Fit Finley touch, as I said earlier. Uh, and I'll get, you know. But anyway, um, uh, and Miz and Shane, okay. They, so they're getting the, the tag team, the SmackDown tag team titles. Not a fan of that. Thought they got, had a good match. Shane. Won the match with this fucking crazy shooting star press the guy did. I mean, God bless him at his age. I mean, really, these fucking guys, I got a second wind in his life. It's really impressive, I got to tell you. But I, I like the match. These guys all work well together. I, I you know, I, I didn't like that the titles are on Shane and, and Miz. I don't like that. I think the heels should keep the titles, whatever. But I did like the celebration with Miz's dad. I thought it was cool. I, I mean, as as a dad of a son, I you know, you felt like, Proud. I felt happy for Miz's dad. Even though it's a work, he looked very proud, very happy. And Shane celebrating with Miz's dad, and Miz celebrating was. I thought it was cool. It was a corny little touch, but I liked it. Um, and I also liked Sasha versus Ronda. Okay, and I, I did like the match. Um, for the most part, I did. I liked something they did in this match that was really subtle and really cool, where. Um, 
Ronda punched a corner post like Sasha ducked. I can't remember if it was a left or right. I can't remember. And the LED kind of went out when she punched it. That was in the corner post, you know, that says whatever the logo of the pay-per-view. And, you know, the announcers didn't point it out. I like that the announcers didn't point it out. Okay, because it's subtle. If you noticed it, you noticed it. If, if the announcers start pointing it out, then it looks like it was a work. Do you know what I mean? So I think there was a replay of it. That's where I think the announcers could have pointed it out on the replay. I'm giving you a real deep in the woods psychology of announcing right there. It's different when you do it on a replay. It's less contrived. Not doing it at all. I, I'm okay with that. They didn't do it at all. Um, and again, I always got to protect myself. If they did it, I didn't hear him say it. <laughs> so I didn't have my audio on super loud on the announcer. I had it on good enough I could hear it during that match I did. Um, you know, Sasha in this match, she had a lot of uh, great offense and great submissions on Ronda's arm. Ronda sells really good, too. I got to tell you, for a legit shooter, she sells really, really well. For a girl who's not in the business a long time, she does. Um, her offense is very unorthodox. There's a lot of... Flaring of limbs and it's, it's just I can't explain It's a horrible way to explain it but It's a little it's not a solid Offense I mean her technique Is great on some things because Of her athleticism and her background as A UFC Hall of Famer and MMA Champion and a judo champion it's, She's all legit and I you know I put her over A lot you guys know that but Her offense needs to be honed In a little bit it's a little bit like a little, and I think Michael Cole might even point it out. It's unorthodox a little bit. I mean, maybe that's what they're going for. I mean, they kept going for that fireman carry thing, like a, a Piper's pitch, she calls it, after the late great Roddy Piper. But oh, like too much, I thought. She went for too much. Um, you know, I, that's how I felt, just being picky. You know, so Ronda wins the match. We kind of knew that was going to happen. I predicted that. And then, you know, Sasha was pissed off. But Ronda won, Ronda won via pin, which I thought was interesting. That's a nice showing for Sasha and that she didn't tap out. You know, it's like I thought that was cool. And you could, Ronda, I'm sorry, Sasha is just, she's money, dude. Yo, she's just money. Like her facial expressions after she lost, even during the match, like even her entrance, she's just. She's riveting to me. Like she's a star. That, that's why she's so successful, Sasha Banks, because she's fucking riveting. She there's just something. Her the way she moves, the way she acts, her facial expressions. She's just money. Um, you can't teach what she does. You can't because she's just a natural winner, Sasha Banks. She's a tremendous, tremendous performer. Tremendous. Um, in the loss, though, I thought her facial expressions were awesome, and the way her body language was, meaning Sasha Banks. And how, you know, Ronda kind of wanted to be friends and say, hey, listen, it was a good battle. Let's be, you know, adult women here on this thing here. And then they shake hands, which was odd, because if you look, I'm 99.99999% sure Sasha did the dreaded left-handed handshake. Even women, even men, even children, even anyone, nobody shakes the left hand. You don't offer the left hand, Sasha. Come on. But I think, I don't know why, she, didn't she put the four horsemen fingers thing up, like in her face, in, in, uh, in uh, Ronda's face, you know. So, look, I've talked about the whole, you know, they're obviously going to go this route eventually here with the four horsewoman versus the who's the real four horsewoman. I, 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 I'm not crazy about that whole thing. I'm just not. I mean, you know, I, I understand the respect towards... We gotta, we gotta have our own gimmicks here, you know. I, re, I listen. Ronda's doing a lot of, she, 
She loves Piper. She respects Piper. I, I, I knew Roddy a little bit. He was an amazing guy and a tremendous performer, and a great wrestler. And 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 he's missed. And, and God rest his soul. Trust me. I, I just think you got to have your own thing. You, you, four Horsemen, you know, Roddy Piper um, elements a lot. You know, like it's just, and that's just my opinion. You don't have to agree with me, and that's fine. But the, now to have, and then one of the girls, one of Rhonda's friends tweeted out, uh, I don't know if it's the tall or a blonde girl. I don't remember her name. One of them tweeted out, oh, we're the original four. We're, we had the name first, something like that, because WWE tweeted something about the four horsemen thing. And I saw people tweeting back like, yo, I think Charlotte could take claim being that her dad was like, you know, an original major fucking component to the, four, the real Four Horsemen. Uh, come on, guys. What are we doing here? You know, this Four Horsewoman, Four Horseman. Come on. Stop. What are we, you know, let's stand on our own here, everybody. Male, female. I don't care what your sex is. Stand on your own. Let's stand on our own. Seriously. Let's be creative. Let's be innovative. You got you got a, a blank piece of paper. Be creative. You know what I mean? Just be creative. Do something. Do something. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I that stuff just makes me mad. I just I I just I believe in that. I believe you got to be. You have an opportunity to be original. To to you have a, a like I said a blank piece of paper. You know don't paint something that you saw painted the next day or the day prior. And then you buy it, bring it home, and I'm going to paint that exact thing. No. Be inspired by that painting and paint something completely different but with instant inspiration, some elements from that painting. That's all I'm saying. It's not a fan of that. Can't stand that. Really. Can't stand it. So anyway, uh, that's the deal. All right. Well, um, on that note, what's going to happen is this. It's a very simple thing here. Uh, we're going to go to break, and then when we come back from break, right... Going to get into talking about the women's, uh, you know, War Rumble match. Going to talk about Finn and Brock. Talk about that a little bit. I mean, Darren Bryan, uh, AJ, a little bit here and there. We're gonna, so we're going to tighten this bitch up here. All right, Taz Show. Be right back. All right, guys, we're back here. Going to continue with this Royal Rumble reaction in a second. First, I want to let you know, man, about you got to have a beautiful grill, right? What's a grill? That's your teeth. That's so important. Snow teeth whitening is the flat-out best solution that I have found for noticeable whiter teeth. That's amazing, guys. I've told you about this before. Snow's patented technology whitens better than anything else on the market without the need to visit the dentist or get a prescription. Okay, it's self-sanitizing, wirelessly, wirelessly charges, automatically detects the shades of your teeth, and it's water-resistant, so you can whiten while you shower. How cool is that, right? Take a shower, you're whitening your teeth. Okay, plus red light therapy for gum health. It's safe to use on veneers, braces, or any other dental work. Results are guaranteed, guys, plus the industry's leading five-year warranty. I've never seen a product with this many five-star reviews and celebrity uh, from cele- and celebrity customers, I should say. Snow teeth whitening ships worldwide. Like me, right? I miss the worldwide. Snow teeth ships worldwide, and every order helps a child who needs dental care. That is awesome. Here's your deal that Taz has for you, kids. For 25% off, while supplies last, use promo code TAZ at trysnow.com slash TAZ. That's T-R-Y-S-N-O-W dot com slash Taz. 
25% off. Get your teeth whitened with snow teeth whitener. That's right. So, all right, so there you have it. All right, so uh, we get rock and rolling here and uh, uh, get into the rest of the uh, the Royal Rumbles, uh, the event itself. So, um, all right, the, the match that uh, to me was, you know, Something that I was uh, uh, Again I, I mentioned the New England Patriots At the top of the show and, and Seth Rollins You could apply that to Brock Lesnar too Because um, Brock wrestled Finn uh, Brock defended his Successfully defended his Universal Championship against Finn And my prediction was wrong I predicted That Finn would win Now I know all of the stuff on The internet and what I read online when I read in the third sheets, they said that this was going to happen, and look, it did. Okay, great. That's fucking great. Guys, this, the dirt sheets, the online, if you don't know, like, the way that works, that's one or two people within the company that are either disgruntled or they want they just want to, they're in the know, and they want somebody to know who has a platform, and they rat it out to that guy. And then that guy goes and tells everybody So I, I could see why a lot of fans think that's cool And that's kind of been the way it's been for many years Those are called sources, right? <laughs> I I don't That's not my bag of chips So I understand what the narrative Was out there that Finn Balor was going to Lose and everybody and their mother Thought that and everybody and their mother Was right, okay? I was hopeful Thinking that they'd have Finn win This thing, okay? It didn't happen Okay, it obviously didn't happen um, I thought Finn had a great showing I thought Brock took a lot of bumps And, and, and they, they did a really cool spot Early in the match at the table Where Brock ran into uh, The table like with his lower uh, Front of his body, the core of his body And I think twice that happened And they brought up that Brock had diverticulitis And stuff like that And you saw the, the sense of urgency That Finn had attacking uh, The beast Brock Lesnar's midsection I thought that was very smart and all that. It worked for the David versus Goliath story, which we've seen a thousand times in wrestling. But you know what? I guess they had to do that here because of the size difference in the two men. I get it. I understand it. Both these guys are tremendous performers. They're both great athletes. Um, I I did enjoy it. Um, I would have enjoyed it more if Finn would have came out as the demon. Um, I'll tell you this. When I saw Finn... On the uh, pay-per-view, like they showed him backstage in his locker room Or like saying, like, uh, you know, Finn Balor getting ready to get a shot at the Universal Champ He's going to go against Brock And they show Finn in the locker room taping up, whatever And I, my first instinct was like, oh, shit He doesn't have the demon They're not, they're showing him right now like regular Jones, right? He's not demoned up, no paint, no nothing Like, oh, no Then I'm thinking, ah, I know why they did this The workers Show him backstage in the gimmick, the regular Finn Balor, extraordinary man, show him as an extraordinary guy doing extraordinary things, show him doing all those extraordinary things in the locker room. And he's regular, got the regular hair, got the regular this, pa 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 pa. And then when he comes out as a demon, place is going to go fucking crazy. That didn't happen. So he didn't come out as a demon. I was wrong. Um, it really would have been awesome, but it didn't happen. Um, and he didn't win. So, <laughs> so you know, Brock won. Um, Guys worked hard. Uh, Brock sold great. Brock's underrated for how good he bumps and sells for a guy as vicious and as big as he is, and how he's been pushed as a killing machine. He really does a good job selling. He does. He doesn't. He doesn't get enough credit for that. Um, 
I mean, I think like a lot of fans feel like the, the universal title is just like a meaningless title. Um, it's unfortunate. And, 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 you know, people feel like, you know, you, you hear it, you hear about it. People feel like it's just not good. It's not good for business that Brock's not full time. I told you my stance on that. I'm, I'm a little different than a lot of people. I get it. But I also do get, I get it's getting to a point where he, he's got it for, you know, a good amount of time here again, a little long here. And it's, you know, you're going to go to Mania and, and Brock's going to have a main event spot, you know, and, 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 um, you know, it, it, not that he hasn't earned it. The Lord knows he has, but I mean, all those years in the business, you know, but I, I just think they, they had an opportunity last night with several things with that 30 man Royal Rumble match to make some of the newer guys. With a thing with Finn Balor here winning this match would have shocked the world if he would have beat Brock. Really would have shocked the world. Um, they didn't shock the world with Becky winning the Royal Rumble match for women, but it was good. It was predictable, but it was good predict- predictable. Okay, you know, you knew Ronda Rousey was going to win, and now it seems like they're going to four-on-four deal, which I'm like, eh, unless I'm missing something, but it seems like that's what they're going to do. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, I The... the uh, so anyway, the Universal Championship match, yeah, you know, Finn, Finn, Finn lost the match, so and then not only that, and then they had Brock get more heat on him at the end of it and give him a couple German suplexes. Like I, I don't, I don't think that was needed either. I mean, it, so it just wasn't. You know, <laughs> it is what it is. I mean, if you're Finn, you got to just. I, you know, a lot of us have been to this dance and know what, how it is. You just, it's your job. Do what you got to do, and then that's why guys get disgruntled and they want to fucking leave. I'm being honest. You know, I mean, it's but you know, whatever. I mean, again, it's not a slide on Brock at all. It's just you know. Um, my my opinion and my feeling on it. So Becky, as I mentioned a few times here, she wins this um, you know this this thirty woman uh, Royal Rumble matchup, and I, I mentioned how she came out, and I liked the way they did it. The Fit Finley um, element was a perfect fit, pun intended, right? <laughs> so, and I also like Fit, so I think it works. But no, and he's from Ireland, just like Becky's from Ireland, so it's great. So, but uh, uh what do you call it? I. A couple of things about this women's Royal Rumble match. I want to talk about some of the talent, all right? So Lacey Evans, right? Okay, she came out first, and she got a little mic time. They like her, man, and there's a lot to like in her. You know, she's she's really, she's different. She's really good. Um, she's she's going to be a big star there. She's really going to be a big star there. And um, she was in there a good amount of time, um, a good amount of shine for her, too, which was nice. And she looked great. She looked great. And she's kind of got that pinup girl look, like an old 1940s, 1950s look, but she's in great shape, muscular girl, and really good athlete, good wrestler. Um, I, I really liked that she came out first and had a nice spotlight for herself. I thought that was really good. Uh, Natalia came out second, and she was in there for a long time. No diss on Natalia. I love her. I know her. I think she was in there too long. I would have liked to see, just like on the male side, Someone like Lacey Evans staying there as long as Natalia instead of Natalia, my opinion. Uh, Mandy Rose had a good showing. She came out third. She had a very good showing, for sure. She did. Uh, I thought she looked really good in the match and did well. Several girls did. I mean, Shaw Flair obviously had a huge spotlight on her and did really well. Um, the young lady from China, uh, Zia Lee. I you know I say her name wrong. I mean, her name is spelled X-I-A and then L-I. You know, I, I, I know this much. I don't know how to say her name right now, 
But I know this much She's fucking really good <laughs> So she had a good showing She goes kick your head off this chick You know she does a lot of kicking She did really well Maria Canellas had a nice uh, show She surprised a lot of people She she popped up in there it was nice And Casey Catanzaro This girl here is just tremendous um, She had a good look Good showing she's, she's, she's gonna have a nice career there Not a big girl Super insane gymnastic athletic ability Just crazy, crazy stuff um, Really, Rhea Ripley Okay, who's getting a big push She had a nice spotlight on her Her entrance, the, the announcers really sold her well Put her over really, really well um, They did You know, Alexa Bliss is Alexa Bliss She's great, she came out I think 26 And, uh, you know, but she had a great showing too Listen, all these girls worked hard This was another long match Like the Robo matches are They were both good, I thought both matches were good You know, and the way they interjected Becky in this thing I thought was excellent I really did, I I really enjoyed it I I did Um, So, you know, she's gonna, Becky's gonna, you know Go after Ronda Rousey at Mania, you know that So, and, um so, you know, it's you know they got some stuff lined up pretty good. I think they got stuff lined up better on the fem- female side than the male side, in my opinion. Hold on, hang on a second. Dry mouth. Ugh. There you go. Two water breaks. Oof. Getting lazy. Usually I have one. I don't know how to do it. Sometimes, you know, you gotta drink. Or once I sit out here and I'll sound like I start getting the heat coughs. You know what that is? Some people call them hiccups. I call them heat coughs. Stole that from my friend Ed Norton, that is. So, anyway. Um, you know, I wonder though, uh, about as far as Becky Lynch, I wonder if, if people feel like, you know, and this happens a lot in wrestling. Where you want someone to get a push And then once the person starts getting a push A real push Then people start saying Ah, they're pushing too hard And you start to resent that person I hope that doesn't happen to Becky Because she's a really nice girl She's super talented And she's worked her ass off for a long time And pro wrestling is a lifestyle for her You know, it's not just a job You know, so I really hope That people don't start feeling that Because she's getting a big push and she really is So I just hope people Because we've seen it, you know that We've seen it a lot A lot of us are guilty, I've done it and A lot of you guys have done it You know, you start resenting someone They start getting a big push But yet you wanted to get the push Now they get the push Now you're fucking like, ah, enough already Like, you know So, you know, I don't know um, If you didn't see the, the Raw Rumble uh, women's match Watch it though I thought it was really good I enjoyed it And like I said I, the, the bulk of these matches I did enjoy I, I really did I thought the show was real good I'm, You know I did Besides the stuff that I bitched about earlier in this podcast You heard me bitching You know And uh, you know uh, Yeah I don't know I mean um, I, I, I Look it's it's a tough thing to book wrestling it's a very tough thing to book professional wrestling Especially all the content they have uh, I didn't even get into, by the way, Daniel Bryan You know, again, that he retained against AJ Styles The new Daniel Bryan, I should have mentioned that and, and I didn't You know what it is with these two guys? I gotta be honest with you And I, I'm like, you know, I don't need to shill these guys I mean, I don't work for WWE And AJ and, and Daniel don't pay me and shit like that So these two guys are just, you know 
like it's never bad. Like these guys are always gonna have great matches. Like what am I gonna say about AJ versus Daniel Bryan? <laughs> fucking great match. It's a great match. These guys are fucking awesome. These guys can roll out of bed and have a great match with each other. These guys are two of the best in the world ever, ever. You know, um, I, they had Rowan come out, which shocked a lot of people. He came out, and I, something I want to bring up about that. When he came out, I felt like the announcers were. It's almost like, it's almost like they, they were in the production meeting and they knew he was coming out, and it came off like, oh wow, what's he doing here? Like I'm not saying you got to lose your shit and go, oh, what's Rowan doing here? Oh my god, I'm not saying that. But it just, I don't need to hear that Rowan is six foot eight and he's a monstrosity, but what's he doing out here? Not blaming Corey. I know that's being fed to him. But it's like, that's so old school. Like, you know, we can see he's a massive fucking dude. He's an intimidated looking guy. We got it. Why is he coming out during a WWE title match? Like, you know, and I, I don't think that was, it was asked a couple times, but not enough. I just felt like it was some of that, like the guy Phillips, you know, he, he's good, but. My suggestion to you, Mr. Phillips, you know, stay out of the agent meetings or production meetings and and get surprised more because you know what's going on too much and you sound it, brother. So <laughs> so I know your boss is Michael Cole and, you know, uh, so you can tell Michael Cole I told you that on my podcast. Some of the things he says sounds <clears throat> it sounds like it just seems contrived to me. And I think he's a very good announcer. Don't get me wrong. I like him. I like him a lot better than the, than, than the NXT announcer. Trust me, but but I I I do think that and all play by play and color comments need to have their own style. I know that, but I do feel like sometimes he doesn't act surprised enough. And again, I know it's not 1993 where you got like, holy shit, look at this, Rowan's here. Why the fuck is he here? I'm not saying that. You got to give me something. And it's not just the Rowan thing. There were several other things. And I'll keep an eye on it more, and I'll bring it up down the road again. But otherwise, I think Phillips is very good. Don't get me wrong. I do. But I just think that's something he's got to keep an eye on. Sometimes when you know too much as the guy who has the microphone the whole show, it it starts to become background fodder. You don't pay attention to shit. So you got to be able to not sound contrived. That's a very important thing. Again, more free consulting advice. End of the day, Raw Rumble 2019 I thought was a good show. If you didn't see it, go check it out on the, the gimmick uh, website they have there, and there you go. So that's the deal. All right, guys, look, I appreciate you downloading this episode of the Taz Show. Be at you during the week. I'm Taz, you're not. Thanks again for subscribing to the show. If you didn't, just do it. What are you waiting for? All right, I'm Taz, you're not. Take care. Bye-bye. Will your child be ready for kindergarten? At Chesterbrook Academy Preschool, the answer is yes. Our curriculum offers the perfect balance of learning and play. Our teachers personalize that experience for each child through engaging activities that develop the skills they need to be ready for what comes next. Attend a Chesterbrook Academy open house on Saturday, January 25th from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. To find a preschool near you, click the banner or visit chesterbrookacademy.com. That's chesterbrookacademy.com.